0: This podcast was recorded live at Life Church, Lancashire. For more information on who we are and what we do, visit lifelanks.org. Amazing morning, everybody. Morning. Everyone, good? Great to see everyone. Weren't the live kids great? Amazing. Very, very good. Has anyone mentioned the weather yet? Yeah. No. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, it's lovely, isn't it? And it's so good to be together. Huge hello to everybody at home, uh, watching on the live stream. So good that you can be a part of what we're doing here. And we're going to continue our series, James on Life. And uh, this morning, we're talking about holiness. And we're going to talk about living a holy life. Uh, Now, yesterday I posted on uh, social media, uh, just a simple question. How would you define holiness? And I was looking to kind of find out what different people would articulate of what holiness means to them. So for one minute, with the person next to you, why don't you just have a one-minute chat about what does holiness mean to you? Maybe what images come to mind, maybe what scripture comes to mind, maybe what words come to mind. What does holiness mean to you? One minute, I am timing you go. You can start chatting. You can talk to the person near you. If you're at home on your own... You can talk to yourself. But if you're home with someone else, you can talk to someone with you. What does holiness mean to you? Brilliant. Okay, I'm not going to put hands up. I was in school this week, but I'm not going to treat us like school, so I'm not going to do hands up or anything like that. If you'd like to share with me um, what you discussed later then, you're very welcome to do that. But what is holiness? Well, I'm going to share a few... Uh, Thoughts uh, when I thought about holiness. But first of all, I'll share some of the things that people said on on, on social media. It was really interesting, about 60 different uh, comments. Lots of people sharing really interesting things. Here's one quote from a guy called Steve Jenkins, who's actually a, a Bible teacher. He, I like this one. He said, Holiness is separation from godlessness and separation to godliness. That's the kind of thing a biblical scholar would say. Separation from godlessness and separation to godliness. Somebody talks about the otherness of God. The holiness is about the otherness of God. That God is distinct from his creation. That God is holy. And we'll talk about that more later. Holiness is surrendered. Holiness is Jesus. And I want to talk a lot about Jesus this morning. How about this one from some guy called Dan Randall? Holiness is right living made possible by grace. I love that. That'll preach. And if you know anything about Dan, everything is always framed by grace. And I love that about Dan's life and Dan's story. Holiness is right living, living right, but it's made possible by grace. Not by our own achievements, our own striving. It's made possible by grace. How about this one from somebody you may have heard of called Sue Ryan, who's watching at home. I love this. Holiness is being one fused together with the three persons of God. No separation, none of my will, totally surrendered. If I said, you know, that was biblical scholar, so-and-so and so, you'd be like, oh, that's impressive. But Sue Ryan, that was awesome, I love that. Holiness is to be pure. Holiness is to be de- dedicated, consecrated to God. Holiness, another word you might use, is sacred. When, when you have um, maybe like, there's been a space that you've entered, or a moment that you've encountered where you were like, "This was holy. This was holy. This was sacred. This was special." There was some kind of encounter with the divine. Holiness means to be set apart. I think that's my favorite definition of holiness. It means to be set apart, to be separate. You know, that it's a choice. I'm, I'm choosing to be holy. I'm choosing to enter into what God has for me to be set apart. One word that I came across for holiness, or this is actually a word used to describe holiness. It means righteous uh, in uh, ancient Hebrew. The word is pronounced, I believe, a uh, meaning righteous. And it means to uh, unable to tolerate wickedness, unable to tolerate evil. But this word also means a care for the poor. And I love this idea that the holiness of God is about a hatred for those things that are evil, but hand in hand is also about justice. It's also about a care for the poor. Holiness is about justice and it's about righteousness, hand in hand. Holiness. Have you ever had a, a holy moment? I, I think we had a holy moment this morning in worship. I love that song that we, well, I love all the songs that we sung this morning. But there was a holy moment in worship Maybe you've had many holy moments in worship when we've gathered together with lots of people or maybe on your own worshipping God. You know, I know for me, holding my children, one of which was on stage a moment ago, who's now not a little person. She's still a bit, a bit little, a bit cute. But when she was a baby, holding, a, holding her in my arms for the first time, that was a holy moment. That was a sacred moment. That was a special moment. You know, and, I, and I see people in the room with very little ones, which is very uh, awesome. And when you hold them, it's sacred, isn't it? It's beautiful. It's divine. There's this moment of, of holiness. I remember looking at a sky full of stars. Has anyone ever done that? A sky full of stars. And that kind of holy moment of, wow, the God is here. You know, God did this. My favorite, one of my favorite verses in scripture, and then he made the stars, and then he made the stars, and the vast expanse of the sky. That's a that's a holy moment. I remember being on a boat in Greece with a group of friends, and being on the, the netting at the front of the boat. The boat was going really, really fast, and just laying on the netting at the front, um, and all that's underneath me is is the ocean. And as we're sailing along, these dolphins sail along next to us, so I'm looking through the netting, and all... All I can see is the the ocean and the dolphins. That was a holy moment, you know, a sacred moment, a divine moment of wow, like a wow moment. Holiness is is all of these things. What is holiness not? What is holiness not? Again, I asked this question on social media yesterday. What is holiness not? Somebody again said holiness is not striving. It's not um, enforced piety to appease an angry deity. That might be a fancy way of saying it. It's not enforced piety. I must be good to appease this angry God. You know, some people, maybe that's how they see holiness. I must do these things, otherwise God's going to get me. No, holiness is not striving. It's not, not trying to force ourselves to be good or to be pure. It's not the myth of perfection. You know, some people, are, uh, in, in ancient times, people believed, or sorry, bought into this myth of perfection. It's Greek thinking. So, in a moment, I'm going to share something of the, of the gospel, something of the Christian thinking uh, around Jesus and holiness. But this kind of ancient Greek thinking was this striving for perfection, even when it wasn't real. You know, they'd build statues that were absolutely perfect, they didn't represent real life. You know, they, they kind of represented this, um, this myth, this image of perfection that wasn't real. Nowadays, we call that Instagram. Nowadays, we call that social media, where people are striving for this perfect image, the perfect life. You know, reality TV, it tries to paint a picture of perfection that isn't based on reality. So holiness is not this pursuit of this myth of perfection. That's not what it's about. Holiness is not about being the moral police. Anyone want to join the moral police? No, no. No, it does not sting in it. Anyone uh, want to be known for being judgmental? No, holiness is not about judgmental, not about a holier than thou attitude. Holiness is not about treading other people down to elevate yourself. Some people use holiness for that. You know, have you ever seen that treading other people down to elevate yourself? That's not holiness. And holiness isn't just avoiding impurity. We meet some characters in the Gospels, the Pharisees. That was their version of holiness. If we just avoid unclean things, if we just avoid unclean people, then we'll be holy. Then we'll be pure. Then we'll be righteous. And I meet some people like that where they just they don't want to hear the news. They just want to avoid things that um, uh, are seen as unclean or impure for a pursuit of God. Well, well. here's, uh, in a moment, I'm going to share more about the Jesus story and how he does the opposite of that. But I want to remind us that God is holy. I love, love that song we sang this morning. It's called Running, isn't it? And that moment in the song where we sing the song of the ages, Revelation 4, verse 8. It's going to be on the screen. God is holy. He is set apart. There is no one like God. He is pure and righteous. He hates evil, but he desires justice. I don't know what your image of God is this morning, but as we enter worship, as we've entered worship together this morning, we come before a holy God. And this is what Revelation 4 verse 8 says. This is the picture that it paints. Each of the four living creatures had six wings and was covered with eyes all around, even under its wings. Day and night they never stopped saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. That is the the song of the ages. And I love that this morning here in East Lancashire we joined in the song that will never stop uh, being sung. The song of the angels, the song of the ages. Holy, holy, holy. God is holy. And in the Old Testament, what we see time and time again is the people of God trying to pursue holiness through fulfilling religious duty, through religious observance, trying to get to God uh, through fulfilling religious observance, and time and time again, missing it. Here's the New Testament. Here's the Jesus story. God becomes human. And God, the God-man, Jesus, he spends time with impure people. He spends time with unclean people. He eats, sits at the table, eats and drinks with all the wrong people, all the people that were seen as unclean, the kind of people that were seen as impure. The God-man, Jesus, when I put on social media yesterday, what is holiness? The most common answer was Jesus. The most common answer was Jesus. Jesus is the holiness of God. Jesus is the one who makes God clear for all humanity. If you want to know what God looks like, if you want to know what holiness looks like, look at Jesus. Jesus is the visible image of the invisible God. When God comes in human form, he touches our impurity and he heals it. The holiness of God brings healing to the world. And my hope and my prayer this morning is that when we think about holiness, that we stand in awe of God, but we know that we can come close to him because of Jesus. As Dan said on social media, right living made possible by grace, which we find in Jesus just before, just before we come to the James passage, we're going to go to James uh, in just a moment. I want to talk about one other thing to do with holiness that I was thinking about in preparation for today. And it's something that I'm sure everyone in the room is either looking forward to or is just done. It's called a holiday. Anyone just about to go on holiday? Anyone looking forward to holiday? Anyone just been on holiday? Anyone had a great time on holiday? Did your holiday look like this? Sunglasses? The beach? The sea. And, and of course, this is maybe an obvious thing, but the word holiday comes from this idea of a holy day, a day set apart, a day that is special. And in, in Christian thinking, we have this day every week. You get to have a holiday every week. In, in the Bible, it's called the Sabbath. Every week, we have this day that's set apart, that's special, that we recognize this is a day that God has ordained to do something different. My favorite definition of Sabbath is a day that is different. A day where we get to say, okay, we are not just made to be machines. We're not just made to work. We're made to enjoy the creation. We're made to enjoy our friends and our family. We're made to enjoy relationship with God. I love what Louis said without making you too emotional. You know, I come to the noise so I can um, worship God and Life Kids has helped me grow my relationship with God. That's so special, isn't it? And that's what a holy day is designed for. Now, let me say this. I really hope everyone in the room, everyone on the live stream, if you've got a holiday coming up, I hope you have a great holiday. I hope you have uh, lots of sun and lots of great food and that you get to enjoy spending time with great people. I hope you have a great adventure. But I'll just put this thought in your mind that the origin of a holiday is a holy day. It's not an escape from reality. It's actually an opportunity to be invited into everything, the life of fullness that God has for you. Holidays are special days or annual breaks to live differently. This holiday, could you slow down? Could the holiday be an opportunity to slow down so that you can embrace joy and wonder? Could it be an opportunity to slow down so you could hear the voice of God? Not just an escape from everyday life, but an opportunity to slow down, an opportunity to simplify, and an opportunity to Sabbath, an opportunity to have quality time with your loved ones. Could that be what you do on this holiday? Could it be an opportunity to embrace life and adventure? Maybe on your next holiday, you could say, okay, how can we embrace, this might sound like a weird thing to say to each other, but how can we embrace life and adventure on this holiday? How can we make sure we slow down so we can see the goodness of God? How, how, do, we, how do we make this holiday a holy day? Okay, let's go to the book of James. Everyone okay with that? Not trying to spoil your holiday. Actually, trying to help us make, think differently about our our holidays, our holidays. Let's talk about holy life, and we're going to read from James chapter four, uh, verse one. It's on the screen, or you can open your actual real Bibles if you want to. James chapter four, verse one. And we're thinking about a holy life. What causes fights and quarrels amongst you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? You desire, but you do not have, so you kill. You covet, but you cannot get what you want, so you quarrel and fight. You do not have, because you do not ask God. When you ask God, you do not receive, because you ask with the wrong motives, that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. And this, here again, this is where James is very strong, very clear, very practical, very strong. You adulterous people. Come near to God, and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, you double-minded. Grieve, mourn, and wail. Change your laughter to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will lift you up. Brothers and sisters, do not slander one another. Anyone who speaks against a brother or sister, judges them, or judges them, speaks against the law, and judges it. When you judge the law, you are not keeping it, but sitting in judgment on it. There is only one lawgiver and judge, the one who is able to save and destroy. But you, who are you, to judge your neighbour? That's one of those texts in it, though. Where once you've read it, you don't want to rush. Okay, so what's next? You know, it's heavy. It's a heavy word from James. And I'd encourage you to, to read that again as a, as a staff team here at Life Church, We've been reading through the book of James. Uh, and every week when we read it, I feel like that's what we do. After we read it, we just pause for a moment and go, whoa, that, that kind of hits you. Those words hit you. The Word of God impacts, doesn't it? And I'd encourage you this morning, allow it to. Don't brush over it. Allow the Word of God to impact you. And I've got four, four applications from, from, uh, from James chapter 4, verse 1 to 12, for all of us this, moment, uh, this morning. And it's going to end with an appeal. So in just a moment, we are going to have an opportunity to get right with God, to choose to live holy lives. So here's the first thing. The first thing is this, from the text, recognize there is a battle within. James 4, verse 1 says that. Don't they come from me? desires that battle within you? Anyone recognize this? Just reminded now of the verse from the Apostle Paul where he says, do you, know, do you know the scripture? It's a bit of a tongue twister. The very thing that I want to do is the very thing that I keep not doing. The very thing that I don't want to do is the very thing that I keep on doing. That's the Apostle Paul. You know, one of the great leaders of the early church wrote half the New Testament. So if you've ever felt like that, you're in good company. Have anyone ever felt like that? The very thing that I want to do, the very thing I want to build into my life, is the thing that I keep missing. The very thing I don't want to do, the very thing I want to avoid, the very thing I want to get rid of my life, is the thing I keep doing. That's the Apostle Paul in the book of Romans. Part of this morning is recognizing there is a battle within. There is a battle within. And in a moment, I'm going to lead us through a reflective prayer where we just... We, we can ask God to search us. We can ask God to reveal, you know, that battle within or help us to recognize what's, what's clearly there. And following on from that, our actions reveal the inner person. James says this in the text. It says, these are your motives, and this is what it leads to. This is the battle within, and that determines our actions. Our actions reveal the inner person. So here's our simple reflective prayer. This is Psalm 139, verse 23 to 24. And I, I don't want to use this, this psalm to help us reflect this morning. If any of the words from the book of James or uh, uh, even in the worship this morning, maybe this week, you felt God challenging you. You know, sometimes we get that nudge, don't we, from the Holy Spirit, where there's areas of our life that God has got his finger on. Not that God's out to get us, But actually, holiness is is a process of becoming more and more like Jesus, to reflect God to the world around us. Holiness is a journey. Holiness is a process. And it might be that this morning that the loving God, God the Father, the Good Shepherd, he wants to just point something out in our lives, not to make us feel guilty, not to make us feel shame, but to help us to become more like him. So let me lead you in this reflective prayer. Maybe you could close your eyes uh, in this moment. This is Psalm 139. Search me, God, and know my heart. So you don't have to say anything out loud in this moment, but just let these words sink in. Search me, O God, search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Yes, Spirit of God. Holy Spirit. Holy God. We recognise that you are a holy God and we come before you this morning. And we're inviting you to search us, to know our heart, to test us and see our anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in us. And lead me in the way of everlasting. Lead us in the way of truth, God, I pray. God, for my brothers and sisters in the room or those on the live stream who recognise there is a battle within. God, I pray for them this morning. I lift them up even in this moment. God, give them the strength and the grace and the hope, I pray, to face, to recognise the battle within and to choose you, to choose your way. In Jesus' name, amen. amen, amen. Recognize there is a battle within and then recognizing that our actions reveal the inner person. But here's, here's the third thing from the text this morning. You can overcome, we can overcome evil in Jesus' name. Here's what it says. God opposes the proud but shows favor to the humble. Submit yourselves then to God, resist the devil and he will flee, You can actually experience victory. The Christian life isn't just, um, woe, woe to me, a sinner. The Christian life can actually be an overcoming life. There can be victory in Jesus' name. Resist the devil and he will flee. You can experience freedom and life and victory in Jesus' name this morning. That can be your story. And time and time again in this community, we baptize people for whom that is their story. We see people come to faith for whom that is their story. And all across this community, there's person after person for whom that is their story. We have our life recovery group where regularly they're seeing people free from addiction in Jesus' name. We can overcome evil in Jesus' name. And here's the last thing. Maybe the band could come and join me. As we come to a close, Here, here's the, the last thing from the text, from James 4. And again, James' language is really strong. From verse 8, the second half of verse 8. Wash your hands, you sinners. Pur- purify your hearts. Grieve, mourn, wail. Repentance is a choice. And I love in this passage, maybe not love, but the, the words are so strong. Submission, humility. Even grieving, you know, holiness, holiness for God is a hatred of evil. You know, are are there offensive ways in us that we need to bring before God this morning? And maybe need to grieve over some things in our lives. Repentance is a choice. And so here's the invitation. Choose surrender. That maybe doesn't sound very victorious. But when we choose to surrender, when we bow the knee to Jesus and we choose to surrender... And he becomes the Lord of our life. Everything changes. That's the beginning of transformation. That's the beginning of victory. Somehow in Christianity, the beginning of breakthrough, the beginning of victory in your life is when you choose to surrender. So that's going to be the invitation for each one of us. Holiness isn't striving. It's not a pursuit for perfection. But it's drawing close to God. A process of becoming more like Jesus by surrendering our lives and allowing the grace, strength, and love of God to fill us and overflow from our lives. It's a saying no to the things that destroy us and a saying yes to the will of God for our lives. And I'd love to read a prayer uh, from this great book. Um, I think last year um, we uh, we talked about the book How to Pray. And uh, this year they brought out a great book. If you've got any little people in your life, any children or young people in your life, this is the How to Pray book for children and young people. And uh, I'm going I'm to read a prayer from this book because I just love it. How to Pray, a guide for young explorers. It's so good. If you've got little people in your life, what I mean by that is children and young people. <laughs> if you've got children and young people in your life and you'd love them to live a life of prayer, If you'd love them to follow Jesus, this is a great book for them. Why don't we close our eyes again in this moment? This is what they call the yield prayer or a yes prayer. A prayer where we're saying no to the things that destroy us, but yes to the things of God. Saying yes to God's presence and power and yes to his ways on earth as it is in heaven. Our yes Begins with giving God the opportunity to speak to us. It's saying yes to God's holiness and getting right with Him. Praying, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And saying yes to His power over the enemy, asking our Father to deliver us from evil. And so this morning, Life Church, that's a simple invitation for everyone in the room, for everyone at home to say yes. To Jesus, I don't know what's going on in your life. I don't know what the challenges are in your life. I don't know what you sense God is speaking to you about. My hope is that for each one of us, there's something that we recognise. There's something we can recognise this morning to say, I need to say no to that. And I need to say yes to this. There's some things in my life that are hurting me and hurting others. I need to say no to them. I want to live a holy life I wanna live a life that's set apart. I know I'm not perfect, God is holy and we can come towards a holy God this morning because of Jesus. Because of Jesus, we can come to God this morning but then we can choose to live a holy life. We can become overcomers in Jesus' name. We can choose to say yes to the will of God for our lives. If you found this podcast inspiring and helpful, then we'd love for you to get in touch via at lifelanks on social media.